Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Happy Friday the 13th to you. Well, it's actually not Friday the 13th anymore. It's Saturday the 14th. And this is Rick. Welcome to the Presence Podcast, episode 103. Now, this is actually the post from Friday, but it is after midnight. In fact, it's 1.30 Eastern Daylight Time as I record this. And again, I am doing it extemporaneously. I had hoped and planned, in fact, I even sat down with my notebook all ready to reflect and write and then read my podcast for Friday the 13th. Well, plans got changed a little bit. As I mentioned before on the podcast, if you are a loyal listener, you've probably heard this, that one of my rules, if you will, for the podcast is that if I am writing or planning it and somebody comes, my, one of my children or my wife or something arises, that's going to take priority. That's going to take precedence. And tonight, what arose was my son sitting and talking about God and religion and faith and interesting things, things that I like to talk about and things that I think are important for me to converse with my son um, when we get the chance because he's 16 and a half and he isn't always wanting to converse about those types of things with his dad. So that's what I talked about. And um, that's why I am recording this later and recording this again extemporaneously. But I kept my eyes today on Friday the 13th, even though it got started a little bit rocky, it kind of was a rough morning, but that's a whole nother story. But was able to keep my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to recognize where I experience the presence of God. And if you have a moment, or two, or three maybe, um, please lend me your ear and I'll tell you a little bit about today. Like I said, it was one of those days that I thought that I had the God Presence moment until this evening. Until I further reflected also on what I thought the God Presence moment was going to be. It was a nice day today, uh, even warmer than yesterday, uh, and not as windy. So my six-period sophomores, which is my only sophomore religion class that I teach, talked me into going out and having class. And I told them there was a, a variety of reasons why I agreed to this. And, and we went out and, and had class in a very lovely spot on the campus where I teach. And it was, I think, a moment where I did experience God's presence, but I'm not going to make it my featured moment today because I really wasn't in the moment. I was looking at my watch. I was trying to you know, think about, was this the best thing to be doing? Because the kids were mostly on task, but not, you know, not completely on task. So I really wasn't present. I know God was present with me, but I wasn't really present to God and to the moment. So I think the moment actually came later in the day, and it does relate to my son and it has to do with the movie that we watched again, we watched this evening. Now, I've recorded, I think it was last Friday night, my son and I went to the theaters and watched a movie, and tonight we stayed home. We originally were going to watch one movie, but Netflix um, doesn't have it anymore. So we had a second movie in mind, and I'm really glad we watched this because um, it wasn't something that I would watch on my own, but my son had seen it. And um, it really was good, and it really was, was a, a fun movie to watch. And, and it actually was kind of thought-provoking in, in light of what happened earlier this evening for real in the world. 
So the movie is, it's called Shin Godzilla, and it is one of the many Godzilla movies that have been made. This one is unique, fairly recent, 2016. And uh, the version we watched was in um, Jap- or was not in Japanese. Um, it was uh, dubbed, which was pretty, you know, not great. The voices weren't fantastic, um, but it it was understandable and it wasn't too too terrible. But what was interesting about this Godzilla movie was twofold. One, Godzilla was a very interesting monster that had uh, evolution, actually, where he changed um, a couple of times in the movie, and that was kind of fascinating to, to kind of contemplate. Um, they also explain sort of the nature of Godzilla much better than I had ever seen in a, another Godzilla movie. Now, I should say that I have been a fan of Japanese monster movies since I was a kid. Um, watching, I think it was called Destroy All Monsters, and it was sort of a rumble, a, a clash of the titans of the various monsters, Godzilla being one of them. So I've been a fan for a long time. This movie, though, explains sort of how Godzilla worked, that he's basically a nuclear bomb and there was a nuclear reactor within him. And um, it was it was really quite interesting to to see that. And then I don't want to spoil it, but there is a moment where, you know, Godzilla does breathe fire. Well, this particular Godzilla had a lot more than that going on. So um, I'm going to post the trailer for it on my Facebook page for the podcast. So you might want to check it out if you're a Godzilla fan. The other thing that this movie did that I'd never seen in a Godzilla movie before is that it was about the Japanese bureaucracy and how they would deal with a monster just showing up in modern day times, destroying major cities. And that actually was really fascinating because it was about the different leaders and their interactions and their personalities and the chain of command and the public opinion. And and there was a lot of logistical things like, you know, how would you evacuate people and Um, When they come up with an idea that's going to, um, that they think could work on Godzilla, you know, they have to figure out how to make the product that they're going to use. And there's geopolitical things and and Japan's history with with nuclear weapons, you know, being used on them. And I mean, it was really pretty fascinating and and pretty thought provoking. And at one point, my son kind of joked, he says, oh, yeah, this is Godzilla meets the West Wing. And um, I, I thought that actually had some, some accuracy. Um, this was on my mind, um, this idea of how government works and how governments wage war, because the movie was about waging war on Godzilla. This force is destructive. It's destroying things, killing people. How do we stop this? And earlier tonight, um, there w- it was announced, not surprisingly, that our president... Um, And France and Britain launched airstrikes on Syria. And while the news is still pretty fresh and it will take a while, I think, to really figure out, you know, what how much damage was done and what the outcome of this is going to be. Will there be retaliations by Russia and Iran and what will what will happen? Um, I think it was a reminder tonight um, seeing how government has to make these decisions how hopefully our government made those decisions and continues to make those decisions. Unfortunately, though, um, I I think that the other news of the world and what I have observed in this current administration, it doesn't seem like there is a rationed, reasoned approach. It seems like it's much more emotional, much more, um, you know, much more spur of the moment, 
um, immediate gratification almost, um, being influenced by um, not facts, but but feelings. And, and feelings aren't problems necessarily, but I think we need leaders and should have leaders who really base things on re reason and judgment and prudence. And sadly, I think there's so much evidence that we just don't see that right now in our governments. And even worse so, we see deception and subterfuge. Um, our president has a history of when pressure gets on him and, and it seems that the walls are closing in around him with the, the multiple investigations that are taking place to distract and to, you know, take to look over here. Um, and um, I wonder if that's what's happening here as well, because it has been quite a week for him politically and personally as more and more um, things are, are falling into place. In, in return, I, I don't want to make this a political podcast, and I really don't. I, I've tried to avoid doing that over the 102 episodes prior to this. So I'll stop there, except to say that I felt God's presence in this tonight in, in multiple ways, um, experiencing it in the camaraderie with my son in the discussion that followed afterwards, experiencing it in the sober reality that war is something not to be taken lightly, that war is something that there needs to be a method and reason and ration and trust, you know, that there, there needs to be trust in, in the leadership. When the leadership comes in front, as it did in the, the, in the Godzilla movie, saying, this is what is best and this is what we believe, um, there was even a little bit of a subplot that they, that they were making stuff up, stuff that they didn't know. And again, um, it's a reminder, I think, that, you know, when we talk about being one nation under God, part of that is about using all of our best abilities um, and trusting in God and trusting in goodness and trusting in peace and trusting in love. And, you know, I, I think that those must be in play before our leaders and our societies um, go to war. And again, it will remain to be seen what the, the outcomes of what might be a very eventful day, you know, launching missiles on another country can certainly be an act of war. And we will see how that turns out. So thank you for, for listening to this. Um, I wonder your thoughts on war, you know, um, certainly many times in history, people have gone to war thinking we are righteous. God is on our side. We are doing what is just, but is God one who demands violence? Is God one who revels in violence? Is God, as we understand God through Christ, is God something very different than that? God is on the side of the oppressed. God is on the side of the powerless. How do you come down on that idea of God and war? Thank you for listening this evening and blessings and peace.